0: teenager we had a video tape of terminator which was basically worn down and rewound and stuck at a certain point on the tape sexy what no oh,
1: mine was <laughs> yeah that that and uh, erica leniac coming out of the cake in under siege yeah man <laughs> Welcome to the Iron Ethology. I am Ben Hyten. And I'm Alex Belletti. And this time around, we have watched Pumping Iron, directed by George Butler and Robert Fiore. Perhaps it's Jorge Butler.
0: No, I think it's
1: um, George Butler. But the other guy. Robert, Robert Fiore? Fiore? Yeah. Fiore. Anyway, that guy. Uh, this is a 1977 film, uh, non fiction documentary uh, following a number of bodybuilders but predominantly arnold schwarzenegger through the mr universe and mr olympia bodybuilding contests of 1975
0: yeah one of which is one's pro and one's amateur right that's the difference
1: you know more about it than i do yeah <clears throat> Uh, so the film sort of starts off following a different character entirely a guy called Mike Katz who's a a nice very gentle very sweet uh, Jewish guy who got into bodybuilding because he was bullied at school
0: pretty much yeah he says it he says that
1: yeah Um, and he's got um, he's a big guy he's got a great physique he's got a lucky shirt though that he wears to all his contests and there is this suggestion. I don't think it's that explicit in the film, but it seems to be sort of taken as fact when you look online that this other guy who's competing with him, Ken Waller, yeah, hides his lucky shirt. He's a real darsh, and yeah, it, it, but he's like <laughs> he's like the sneaky dog in The Simpsons. He's just there in shots, like doing the shifty so eyes. Funny. So funny. It, I mean, definitely edited to suggest that. So when you say it's subtle, I don't think it's that subtle. They were really trying to make a drama out of it. Oh yeah, sure. But what I'm saying is, like that—that that sort of psychological warfare aspect of it isn't explicit in this section of the film. Yeah, and that—that's actually Katz's
0: failing in this. Is that he's a nice guy?
1: Yeah, he is, and and everyone he, else is out to win and out to beat people. He totally loses his focus in the mm. in the build-up to this event, and because um, <clears throat> he's running around looking for this lucky shirt and he ends up coming fourth and i think Ken Waller wins that event and in one of the only times that you see it in the whole film when Mike Katz is backstage and he hears that this guy won he puts on the brave face says oh that's great i'm i'm so happy for him i'm going to go and congratulate him and then his next thought is i wonder if my kids are still awake i'm going to give them a call yeah it's nice sweet um and we no, don't I remember see-
0: him sorry i remember him saying yeah, yeah, that's great. And he's got this kind of look of like really trying to be the nice guy and be, be the better man and say the best man win and all that. And then he goes, I wonder what it, what it must feel like for him. He must be feeling feeling really great <laughs> really, right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, I'm not. Like the opposite, exactly yeah. the opposite of what I'm And then he says, I wonder if my kids are awake. It's like, I better call my
1: kids, tell them, daddy's a loser. Poor guy. So then I think what follows there is, and you sort of warned me about this before, because I'd never seen this before, and you saw it Mm. when you were a a kid, I guess, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 14, 15. There's a, what follows is a very long, essentially, montage of just lots of oily dudes working (laughs) out, washing off, working out. You you had dreams that night. And good ones, real good ones. And um, and you sort of said to me, um, this is it. Like, this is the whole film, pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, great. I've, I could watch this for an hour and a half. I would be doing this anyway. Yeah. Um, but that's not... I think that's probably your adolescent memory of it it, because it. it was, yeah. That isn't the film at all. Because once we get no. introduced to Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. yeah. I think this is a really, really key text, a key film in what we're going to be looking at going forward. And I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Sound so the spoiler, Klaxons! The <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, stories that, the story that follows for the rest of the film, basically, is the Mystery Olympia contest, which is what uh, Arnie had won five years in a row at that point. Uh, and this would have been his sixth, I think.
0: Yeah, and he won Mr. Universe seven, even yeah. more times. And he actually makes a comeback. He says this is his retiring year. He says he announces yeah, after yeah. he wins that that's yeah. it. He's he's retiring from bodybuilding, but he won't stop bodybuilding. He's retiring from competition.
1: So we're going we're going all all out on the spoilers here. Then no, I okay. think it's, I think it's more interesting to talk about it, it to talk about its context if we do spoil the ending to be
0: honest. Yeah, so the reason why I'm mentioning it is because I think it's interesting now at this stage to see well basically Arnie's psychology as a as a performer slash competitor. At the time that this movie was being made, he was already breaking into movies. So he's got that mindset. And so he announces I'm retiring from bodybuilding. Um he was at that time the the greatest bodybuilder like without question nobody had won as many awards as he had mm-hmm. and he had earned enough money with that to retire and act and then and actually start a career a different career in in filmmaking or, or as an actor and it's telling i think of his way of thinking and we'll talk more about this as we go on and some of it actually came into stay hungry as well yeah it you know it's the title of the movie is his stay hungry philosophy uh, and that comes into Pumping Iron a lot. And I think it's telling that he, he retires and then it, we, we don't know it when we're watching Pumping Iron, but he does then come back to win an eighth title. And I don't ha- remember how many years later that is. Yeah, I think it it's was about four years later. Yeah, it
1: was about eight, 1980, I think. Yeah, around yeah. that time,
0: yeah. Which is interesting because Arnie then retires from filmmaking many years later from, from being an actor to be a governor
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and then he returns to acting again four years later
1: yeah, yeah
0: I don't know there's something about his stay hungry philosophy that allows him to push forward but then also go backwards again I don't know what I'm saying really I don't yeah. know what I'm saying it.
1: well I think what's really I'm interesting I'm not saying anything worthwhile what's really interesting about Pumping Iron is it becomes um not just a physical contest a physical contest um and in terms of the narrative of the film between Arnold and Lou Ferrigno, who who was very young at this time, but he was was the biggest guy that there was in the sport at the time. Is it a sport? Um, He was taller than Arnold. He was about 20, 30 pounds heavier than him. He was a huge guy. He just didn't have quite the proportions that Arnold has. And you really see in this film how immaculately sculpted uh, Arnold is. And he even talks about how guys get it wrong, where he gets it right. But I think what's interesting is, you know, when we set out to do this, we both said we're not interested in Arnold's private life. We're interested in Arnold the star and uh, Arnold the actor and Arnold the icon. Yeah. But I think what comes through in this film is something that we're not used to seeing. For me anyway, because I'd never seen this film, which is he's, he's always had quite a clean cut image that he's tried to project. He wants to be a positive role model. And there's been the scandals and things like that. But he's always tried to be a fairly clean-cut guy. He's never had problems with drugs. He's never had problems with booze. He's never had a prostitution scandal or anything like that. But in this, it's almost the opposite. He is pretty much saying on camera, I'll do what it takes to beat that guy. And if I have to get in his head and destroy him, he can be more prepared than me. And after one night of talking to me, he won't stand a chance. And yeah. now he doesn't go quite as far as like playing a dirty game, but he'll definitely use every weapon in his arsenal yeah. to bring that guy down. Yeah, and I remember that- my reac-
0: my reaction was like, "That's mean!" Like he was planning, he was calculated, and he yeah, was yeah. saying he's going to invite Lou Lufirino to stay in his room with him because because after one night talking to me, he'll be he'll be thrown off his game. Now what's funny for me is that it's not like a, a race. And I think, like the night before competition, I said this to you, but you—you you actually, I think you have a good answer for it. I—I was—I'm of the thought that, like, surely you're as built up as you are gonna be, right, the night before a competition. And fine, you get psyched out. What, what you?
1: But I think this. How is How much of a? That,
0: you know, you get up there and you do your poses, and it's okay, like, but surely that's. Surely,
1: Let let me give you an analogy. Like how
0: how much can you ruin somebody's performance of standing up there posing, showing their body, right?
1: Imagine you're a professional footballer. Yeah. Yeah. Not very difficult for you to imagine. You love the sport. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm imagining Um, it. So you spend 250, 300 days a year on a football pitch practicing manoeuvres. All of a sudden you're at the World Cup and you've got to take a free kick. All of that training is important. But if you're not in the zone here... I get it. You're going to ruin you're, that free kick. Miss the free kick, right? And I think so it's, it's it's you might dangerous. ruin your
0: poses. You might not pose as open, as confidently as somebody else might pose. Well, if and you, that's going to make your muscles look different, right? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that I don't you know get, how that translates into because if you if you posing. get up on
1: the stage, right, and you've even got a shred of doubt that you can win this thing, and stood three feet from you is a guy who has won five years in a row right and is totally in the zone knows everything that those people in those crowd want to see yeah then it doesn't really matter because it's not just about how good your muscles are it is about your showmanship it is about how you pose how you all of that isn't it yeah
0: because there's that moment where Arnie's teaching
1: some guy in the gym he's not even a competitor
0: he's you can see he's like just started bodybuilding he's he's got a physique but, uh, but he's, he's tiny n- compared to yeah he's, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. built up at all and you'd say he's ripped yeah he's he's not bodybuilder yeah. size yeah. yeah um but he's getting there he's growing and Arnie's, like teaching him to um pose and he's a small guy and he says the mis- the, the mistake small guys make is they they do this with their arms and he's showing that like they they scrunch up
1: yeah They scrunch up
0: their shoulders to try and make their shoulders and their pecs and everything look bigger because they're pushing them together. And he's saying that's ridiculous. Like, your muscles are the size they are. Just stretch. Like, confidently stretch out. Put your arm right out. And this little guy, like, tries to put his arm out as, as lengthy and as confidently as Arnie. And he just doesn't. He just can't do it. Basically because his muscles are not symmetrical. He can't actually put his arm straight. And... That's something that Arnie goes on to talk about, is saying that's where he you mentioned it earlier, you said where he goes right he gets it right and others get it wrong, is that for him it's a it's it's not just bodybuilding, it's body sculpting. Yeah. He he's creating perfect symmetry. He looks at himself in the mirror in detail and that's what, for him it's an
1: art. Um And, and I, I think, think that's like, the thing is that a lot of those guys will just look in the mirror and go my arms need to be bigger, or my shoulders need to be bigger, or whatever. Yeah. But he's looking at it holistically. He's saying, yeah, well, "If my arms get bigger, yeah. then my thighs have to get bigger." And my, that's all exactly that. it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, it is. I was worried that it was going to be a, a slightly homoerotic experience, but i really. <laughs> I did. I did. Genuinely, why would that be worrying, man? Why? Why? What is that bad? I, What's wrong with that? Just don't really want to. I don't feel comfortable answering that. Fair enough. But I didn't know, I really, really enjoyed it. And I I really think actually, because I hadn't seen it before and now we're going to go through, we're going to move on into the films that I am very familiar with. It's almost going to throw a totally different light on Mm. my experience of those films going forward because I've got the context of so Mm. much of his psychology, like his attitude to winning, basically. Um, For him,
0: that's his life philosophy. To keep going for it, and there's a part of me that kind of that that doesn't like that, but another part of me that's sort of like, well, it's what's it's sort of what's made him succeed, right? It's what's made him do all that he's done, and I know plenty of people who can have that idea and that attitude and fail miserably, yeah, and and keep failing and never succeed. And it's a it's sort of he's I think only treads especially in this film it. He treads a very fine line between accurate self-assessment and confidence, and arrogance. And I, I, think I would he, say, the, you know, arrogance think, would be misplaced confidence, right? It's it's not earned. When you're arrogant, it's there's no. That's what I would. Maybe I have to look up the word, but yeah, I think you know. I
1: think you've you've sort of hit it on the head there. Is he does he does come across as arrogant, but every time that he does, you know, you have to remember. It is earned. Like he's, he's earned. won at earned, everything yeah. he's ever turned his hand to. And you and don't actually, have to like it, yeah. but you have to admire no. it. No. Yeah. And when you consider that, it's not
0: arrogant anymore. They're just accurate statements. Like he's the best. So if he says I'm the best, it's like, yeah, okay. You just, he's accurately. And I guess also that's, that's another secret to success is to, to know your strengths and weaknesses. People go on and on about it. It's like, well, he does. He knows what he's good at and what he's not good at. And
1: and it's not like he's Kanye West or Jay Z, <laughs> like saying, "I got this god given talent. I'm the greatest." And it's yeah. like, well, I don't know actually. Like he he's, he can demonstrably say, it. "At this, I am the greatest." I've got the award, right? Yeah. And this isn't a god given thing. I worked fucking hard for this. Yeah, he did. I worked harder it's than that did. guy. I worked harder yeah. than that guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's really it's really yeah. quite sad because. In the course of this film, I think Lou Ferrigno uh, doesn't come from the same kind of background that Arnold does at all. They're clearly uh, a sort of nickel and dime outfit, a very uh, family-based (laughs) organisation. And so much of... I mean, you barely hear Lou Ferrigno say ten words in this film. It's all his dad. And his dad's there, like, psyching him up and giving him all of the focus and all of that. And it's great. And I think even you said to me, like, that's great advice. When his dad's talking to him and his mum's there and all of this. And you kind of, you know, as much as, you know, we're doing the Arnold podcast, not the Ferrigno podcast. But you do kind of want Lou Ferrigno to succeed. because You do, yeah. He's a real underdog. And he's a sweetheart. He just seems like a really sweet guy. Yeah. Um, But you can tell, like, when Arnie's saying, it doesn't matter how prepared he is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get in his head and I'll ruin him. So he invites him to have breakfast with him. Or well, maybe they invite Arnold. To, I don't know. But it's it's Lou and his dad and Arnold in between them. And they're having some eggs. Yeah, It's a
0: brilliant scene. Brilliant scene.
1: And he's just like, he's got this big smile on his face. But he's been quite kind of aggressive. With he really Lou, is. Saying like, you're not prepared at all, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in front of his dad. And he's just like. He's really tearing him down. Taunting
0: him. And he's taking the opportunity because he didn't get it the night before, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, sure. Because he makes a comment as he comes to sit down to breakfast, Arnie, he makes this comment and says, you know, we've been here for 24 hours and you haven't invited me yet for a meal or whatever. You know, he's like, he's he's starts off like his initial contact with them is you guys are being impolite. You know, you've been impolite. You haven't invited me yet for, for a meal. And, you know, are you avoiding me kind of thing? And because he wants his chance, he wants his opportunity to get into his head and do that. I mean, he's just told the he's told the filmmakers he's going to do it, yeah, and if yeah. he doesn't do it, he looks like an idiot. Because so he actually gets his chance to do it. And who knows? The filmmakers may have set it up. I, I don't But know. It,
1: it is like a scene in a in a mafia film where it is. It you know, is. Yeah. the, the yeah. captain's scared to go and talk to the Don, and then the Don like walks in in his suit and he's just like, "Whoa, hey, oh, what the fuck, Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly Fla- how they talk. Flawless, flawless mafiosi impression there. But yeah, I think what's really like, I okay. So here's my question to you: They they have the competition. His his scheme worked. He he beats Lou. I mean, he really beats him. Lou ends up coming third out of three. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, they followed I, the wrong guy. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold wins, and then as soon as he wins, Mister Olympia, because he beats Franco Colombo, who had won in the smaller weight That's category. Right the uh, sardinian guy um
0: who their mates him
1: and arnie yeah they've done a bunch of movies together if you look up franco colombo's imdb page yeah they're nearly all arnie films that he's been extras in so arnie then announces his retirement so my question is do you think he already had decided that if he won he would retire if he hadn't won would he have retired Or do you think maybe seeing Lou and how big Lou was and how much support he had and considering he's several years younger than Arnie at this point that he thought this guy is going to beat me if I come back year after year? I
0: I think all of the above men, like they they don't cancel each other out, right? I think he was thinking of retiring. Uh I think he wanted to win. He wanted to go out on a win. And yeah, he he could see that there were going to be guys that were going to beat him, and to have a, a undefeated winning streak is
1: really important for his ego. I think so. So I just because there's an interesting bit before um, he has sort of the psych out session with the Frignos, where he goes to see. I don't know if it's another weight category or something, but you only see this guy one time, and he doesn't end up in the final three. Um, mm. With uh, Lou and another guy, he sees a guy called Ed Corney and mm. Arnold's just sat in the audience watching. And it's the only time you actually see him say, "Wow, this guy's blowing me away! Like this guy's got really great proportion. He's he knows how to work the crowd and all that sort of stuff." Yeah. So I wonder if like that's a part of the decision-making process as well. But I I almost think if he had lost, would he have come back? doubled his efforts and just gone for I, I think
0: so I don't think he would have gone out without a win so he has to go out on a win yeah because I, what's well I, it's a bit academic right it, it, we're saying it now but I believe that it would have been very difficult for him to not go out on a win the reason that, I think he still may have gone into film right he still may have just gone okay fine I was second the last yeah for time. sure for sure yeah, yeah and then and
1: then he'd still be whatever five times Mr. Olympia winner he'd still be the greatest the reason it's interesting to me is because as soon as he's won and he announces his retirement, he's backstage with Lou and I checked. He is smoking a joint. It is uh, a doobie. Yeah, a doobie. He, is, he is smoking a marijuana cigarette. Right. Okay. Uh, we thought got, it was. We what does it, it say on his t shirt? He's got something really funny on his t shirt. Isn't it the greatest or something? I'm I not sure. There's just this great shot of him with a massive smile on his face. Arnold he's got, is number one or something, I think it says. Got a joint in his hand. He's eating some fried chicken. There's birthday cake going yeah. around.
0: All the stuff he could
1: never have yeah. before. Uh, yeah. And um and there's pretty much the last sequence of the film is him on a bus with I love it. Lou and his dad. Yeah, it's really sweet. And it's it's all forgotten. They're, yeah. they're buddies. Yeah.
0: And they're hanging out and he's talking about Coming around, and he he wants his mum to cook for him. And doesn't he say something he's, about
1: he's going to nail his sister? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird.
0: It's so weird. Okay, so here's another thing: the that they're, they're relaxed, they're nice people. Yeah. Okay, they're, they're being they're being lovely and accommodating, and they're not upset by Arnie because, first of all, for for a few reasons. One is I think it's because of it's the game. And they they know it's the game.
1: I was going to say idol worship as well, though.
0: That was that's my next thing. All
1: oh, right, sorry.
0: So, no, no, that's fine, man. It's absolutely that. It's idol worship, but it's also they know Louis is going to keep going. You don't make an enemy of the greatest bodybuilder who's going to be talking about the profession and talking about other people, and you want him on your side. You want him to like you at least, right? Yeah. And you know, Lou Frigno is the third best bodybuilder that year, you know. He's up and coming and really quite excellent in terms of in terms of bodybuilding. The guy is
1: huge. Yeah, and he's only like I mean, I mean really early 20s, isn't he? Like 22, yeah, yeah. 23 something. And like
0: that. I don't know. I haven't actually managed to look at the timeline yet. Had he done Hulk yet?
1: No. That was late 70s because this have got to bear in mind this film didn't come out till 77, but it was filmed in 75.
0: Yeah, well, no, it's filmed in 74. They started filming in 74. Okay, but the, con- we, the, the yeah. contest
1: is 75. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, well, it's interesting. I don't know if you're ready to go on to it yet, but I want to talk about the filmmaking because, again, my first experience of this was very different from my experience recently watching it with you in that I did have this idea that it was just, literally, the whole film was just watching people pumping iron mm-hmm. and not actually,
1: not much story at all. I so, couldn't have been more wrong. It was an excellent story. Uh, so Arnold has subsequently said that the directors and the producers had the same fear, and they asked him to create some drama. So ah, there is a bit well, that makes sense. There is a bit where he says that um, his father had died, and he was had a contest two or three days later, and it was around the time of the funeral, so he could, couldn't go to his dad's funeral. He had to do yeah. the contest. That's a lie. he did both he went to the funeral he spoke to his dad the day before he died he went to the funeral and he went to the contest now how much of the interesting how much of the other things in the film were also yeah schemes constructions of the of that filmmaking process I don't know because I would suspect that that stuff with Ken Waller I was
0: going to say the Ken Waller shifty eyes yeah I think that's
1: very much a part of that and maybe even some of the the Lou and Arnie stuff, the taunting.
0: The breakfast,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's interesting. So it creates a, again, it creates an aura, a mystique. Because actually, when there's stuff that you could say, this is not set up, everyone's really nice. Everyone's yeah. really friendly. And if you think about the cameras they had at that time, mm-hmm. and the equipment they had to lug around, mm-hmm. you couldn't just subtly set up a camera somewhere, right? It was, we're filming, we're setting up here, this is what we're doing, what are you guys doing? It was all, it would have to have been negotiated. It would have been very difficult to do fly on the wall stuff. Yes. Physically, right?
1: It it would, but at the same time, anyone going in the gym would have had to sign a non-disclosure or whatever. Not a non-disclosure. So everyone
0: knows that they're filming, is what I'm trying to
1: say. Yeah, they must have done. And so, but also it's like... Film is...
0: Tape is expensive. I guess it was tape at that time. And No, no, this was shot on film. film. And they
1: actually did... They ran out of money. Yeah, so you
0: can't just keep rolling and rolling and rolling like you can now.
1: They they Um, ran out of money. It was one of the reasons it took two years to complete. So
0: it makes sense to say, have this conversation now. We're rolling now. Have this conversation. I would be surprised if they... I wouldn't be surprised if they even began this film without Arnie. Like if they started following Mike Cats, for example. No, sure.
1: Um, yes, and I think, and maybe this is me being naive, but I think even in that situation, if you met that guy, you would see straight away, this guy is different. He's got charisma, he's got a drive, and he's got a body that none of these other guys have. He's going to be a star. Arnie. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So you have to follow that guy. But they also had thousands of hours of film that they didn't use. So there's nothing to say they weren't following all of those guys. Because if I was shooting a film like this, that's what I'd do. Yeah, I'd follow Columbo, I'd follow Ken Waller, I'd follow Mike Katz, I'd follow all of them. The film did go on to become a sizable hit Um yeah. and was really good for the bodybuilding scene. Yeah. But more importantly, it was really good for Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Yeah. more, More... Than for George Butler, it seems, because his most recent movie is, whether it's a 40-minute Mars Rover documentary. He can't yeah. even make feature-length stuff now.
1: I think it's um it's very interesting that the next couple of films we're going to look at... I mean, Cactus Jack, I think, was, was quite well-known, and he got to work with Kurt Douglas. But Scavenger mm. Hunt, the film after that, I had certainly had never heard of, i have never seen... So it's not surprising actually that having retired and turned to acting and seen the opportunities weren't all there, why not get back on the horse? Why not say I'm going to make a glorious comeback. Yeah, exactly. And then off and the, the back of that and, he gets Conan.
0: And the same thing like after being governor, right? Yeah. He achieved something and then he re- and he's not governor anymore and the steam for the Arnie political machine was dead, you know. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn here because You know, I'm not Californian, even though I have family there. I've heard a bunch of mixed views about why and how and whatever. And I'm sure that more informed political commentators could could say something more interesting than than I'm saying now. But my feeling was like, okay, it happened and it's fine. It happened. But before it happened, it had never been done. Yeah. I mean, actors had actors had moved into politics,
1: right? Yeah. Ronald Reagan, Jesse Ventura. He's not an American. Uh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That
0: was the whole thing.
1: And that was the one thing because and, he, he'd always said that he wanted yeah, to be president. Exactly. And he can't be because he's not American. Exactly. And there was even talk when he was in uh, office that they were going to see if they could have the law changed.
0: Exactly. I was So that's impressive, right? Yeah, yeah. To even have people talk to say, we're going to change the law because if there's enough support to have Arnie as president, we're going to do it. I mean, that's... that's I, And I don't know how serious that talk was. I mean, so it was talk amongst the media and fans, maybe, and whatever, right? So I don't know if it was necessarily other politicians taking that seriously.
1: So here's my question to you. Yeah. So the political well's dried up. Arnie's making his comeback into movies. Yeah,
0: but that, that's my sense, right? I don't want to say he had no political options afterwards. But I remember that's what I remember is that yeah. at the end of his governorship, there was really no steam for him to, to carry on at all in politics.
1: And he, Well, he's still involved because he, the one thing that he did achieve in California that I don't think anyone could take away from him is uh, his environmental work.: Yeah, He's a really strong proponent of, of environmental policy, right yeah. And he's still a big advocate for that. He still is using his profile. To try and push that through with the influence that he has from the people he met in his time in office yeah but yes, I think his his time in politics is probably over he's definitely gone sort of headlong back into doing films now, and maybe this is a premature conversation at this point maybe it's something we need to talk about more when we get onto sabotage and Maggie uh, much further down the line but there is one thing that he could still do and say, this is my next great achievement I could win an Oscar.
0: Yeah, man. God, that would be weird. I remember when I remember we were kids, we were kids, like... So our first Arnie films, the ones that really got us excited about him, were Running Man, yeah. Predator, yeah. Total Recall, and Terminator, Terminator 2. Yeah.
1: But I think it will be interesting when we get to Maggie to, to raise that question again, because, like I said, I think when we did the Winning pilot... The, the film wasn't massively well-reviewed, but Arnold was. And everyone was saying his performance is, I think, staggering, someone used the word. What, for Maggie? Yeah. Staggering so, good, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All of the plaudits I've heard around that movie have been around his performance. Yeah, so I, I
0: mean, because he, he, moved, he moved into acting that way, the way he does act like that. With Sabotage. And that was what I was trying to say. Despite Sabotage's failings and despite some very bad scenes with him, mm. that was more of a writing and directing issue than it was his acting ability. For sure. And here, this is the thing about Arnie. If you go back to Hercules, you look at that guy and you go, the guy's a bodybuilder. He can barely speak English. Oh, he's awful, well. in
1: it? Yeah, he's And
0: terrible. he can't act. And so what are we doing? Trying to, well, he's impressive on screen and people seem to like him and... He's charismatic and whatever so we'll put him in another one another one and he kept working yeah it's to his credit that he kept working that he didn't just there's no way anybody around him was saying you can do this yeah we believe in you you can do this
1: well i think the spirit of his father was there basically the whole time saying don't give up but more importantly don't fail yeah i, I think there's a lot of, i think more than that i
0: don't think it's encouragement i think it's you're, you, you know, do not fail, and because I think that the shame of failure is much worse than the sweet smell of success for him, and because I, I actually don't believe that success is enough for him, so he keep. That's one of the. Got to stay hungry. Got to yeah, stay, to stay hung. hungry. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's interesting. An Oscar would be very interesting and more likely now than any other time in his career. I. Um, I yeah. Because I, what I was going to say is, that his, no matter what status he got to, his acting was always coming under such great scrutiny. Mm-hmm. It was always like, oh, this guy can't act. We can't understand him. He was the he was the butt of jokes. And then there were a few films that came out that you were like, well, he's fine in that. And for me, the first one that was that was True Lies. I'd
1: I I take Total Recall.
0: Okay, fair enough. I'll take Total Recall. But but the. That film was not accessible to many people. So if we're talking about a a movie that puts someone on a potential path towards doing Oscar-quality films, it was True Lies more than anything else because
1: it was accessible to others, right? Let's let's not forget Batman and Robin. Seriously. You're not sending me to the cooler. (laughs) Yeah. But
0: then Sabotage is a stretch because he's actually playing a serious role where it's not... Hey, look! It's Arnie doing an old action hero,
1: yeah,
0: character. Swearing, um, in. So it's a risk, and I haven't seen Maggie, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. And same. it seems like he's reprising the same uh, quality of character, I'll say, without knowing too much about the character. Yeah, I think like, there's
1: a really key thing, and it was it was the thing I liked as soon as I saw what he looked like in Escape Plan versus what he looks like in The Last Stand, which was. Yeah. He's gone grey and he's got a beard and it really suits him. Yeah. You look at how he looks in Terminator Genesis where he's trying to look young. Well, Yeah. (laughs) Probably the one and only time Graham Norton has been compared to Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well done. (laughs) Good. Um, But yeah, I think he really suits that look. And I think I, I I hate it when actors don't play age appropriate and, um, and he seems to be doing that in Maggie. And I, I, I take my hat off to him for that because so much of his career has been around, not necessarily vanity, but certainly his image. And now yeah. he's he's pushing seventy, surely at this and point. He's, he's aging gracefully, you know? and he has to embrace that. Yeah, otherwise he'll look like a moron. So with, I'm, or I'm Donald ha- Trump, really it. happy with where this conversation's gone. But let's just get back on topic. Yep, pumping iron. Food for thought for future episodes there. But I think it's important to recognise this as a really important yeah. film contextually for his career. Yeah. Because for yes. me, yeah. this is really a turning point for him psychologically. Not necessarily yet for his career. yeah. Because we've got a couple of films that we need to get over that are stumbling blocks, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but n- without question, this was huge exposure for him. Um, and I think, like I said, really, really interesting insights. You know, even acknowledging the fact that some of it was um, perhaps created for dramatic effect, uh, insight into his killer instinct, using everything at his disposal to be the guy on top. With that in mind, do you have any favourite lines from the film? You know what? I knew that I knew that we were gonna you were gonna ask me
0: this, and I have to say I'm drawing a blank, and without watching the film again. I don't know if I could come up with it. There are favourite scenes, yeah. favourite moments. Oh, I know, I've got it. It's got to be, and I don't know if I'm going to quote it correctly. It's got to be the time when he's talking about the feeling of how good it is.
1: So I've got it Bo- here. Bodybuilding. Oh, you do have it. He's talking about the pump. And the yeah. pump is the feeling that you get when you're uh, bodybuilding. Do it, in a, do it in his accent. I, I mean, I can't. I I'm obviously going to try, but I apologize. And I especially apologize to Mr. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. So yeah. it's as satisfying to me as <laughs> coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. And so can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm getting the feeling of coming <laughs> in a gym and getting the feeling of coming at home and getting the feeling of coming backstage when I bump up, when I pose in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? So you know, I am in heaven. <laughs> wow, I, my well, accent was really, really all over the I place. It so. was excellent. I loved it.
0: It was excellent. You went from you went from a a, a good attempt at Anani well to South African, man. You kind of <laughs> went South African at one point. When yeah. are pausing? And then uh, at the end, you were like some kind of um, monster from the Muppets. <laughs> it, was, it was the Swedish Chef. Yeah. good. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but was, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you did that. Yeah. So that's that's. I think that's my favorite quote. It's amazing. Um, it's my favorite quote. And and also, it's like it shows his enthusiasm for it, and his face is glowing when he's saying that. Alright. Oh, right? he like, really
1: is in heaven. Yeah, he is. Yeah,
0: he, he's not exaggerating or trying to convince anyone that this is the best sport in the world or this is the best thing to be to be doing um he's just saying why he does it uh, one of the reasons one of the reasons why he does it and and how th- this feeling and, and that's what it is and I don't think very many people will ever experience the pump you know th- this thing that they refer to and is the reason why the film's called pumping iron and it's why people call weightlifting
1: pumping iron with that in mind. What do you think a better title for the film would be? If you were Re- going to... Retitle it. Yeah, knowing... Because a, film, a title like Pumping Iron sort of put me off it because I'm not interested in watching guys just literally well, yeah. pump their arms. Yeah. Um, and I get why it's called Pumping Iron. And it obviously it, worked. It, it's not the greatest title, is it? But I, I'd like... <sighs> Sweaty Gods Coming in Heaven. That might be a good one. <laughs> Sweaty Gods Coming in Heaven.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, something about...
1: I mean, they could have called it Mr. Olympia. Probably too much, too much association with Hercules in New York, I guess.
0: Yeah, maybe there's that. Um, I don't know. if it, I, I really can't say whether it hurt the film to be called Pumping Iron. Well, it clearly um, didn't. No. I guess, that, I guess it's just because the film stands on its own. And it's. I think it's Arnie's fame that continued pushing it forward more and more and more. I don't think its success was at the time. Do you know that, whether it was? Well, it, no, it, it was. success that it stood the test of time. Well, rather than...
1: no, no. On initial release, it was a successful movie, uh, oh, right. especially for a documentary. Okay, well, good. And we are, but we're just talking about success in terms
0: of profit. We're not saying it's. Is it? Was it real well received? Was it critically acclaimed? Was it? You know all these things. I, I'm sure it even won awards. Yeah. Uh, speaking of awards, I I like. I don't want Arnie just to get an Oscar
1: i want him to get an egot so he has to win an emmy a grammy an oscar and a tony yeah the grammy might be interesting yeah (laughs) so might the tony i can't imagine arnie doing tv no tony's stage work
0: emmy's tv tony's broadway yeah god i can't imagine arnie doing stage work
1: It's worse than tv i don't know sweeney todd has he played sweeney todd what no he would he would make it awesome sweeney todd you think so just there was a barber and his wife. Just Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Um I, I as far as a Grammy uh goes, I'd like m- maybe him to do a a, a rap album. Or um <laughs> or like a William Shatner-esque spoken word cover album. That would be quite good. Jesus Christ. Oh god. Don't underestimate him. So
0: Death, death of a Salesman. Mamma Mia.
1: Jesus. Um so uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Let's, let's let's <laughs> stop this conversation, and let's uh, put this. How would you rank this then? Cats. So the the, the films. That, Alex, shut up. Just seeing Arnie and cats. <laughs> can you imagine him? Stop talking. Trying to jump around feline like, wouldn't work. The two previous films that we've looked at, I think we both uh, have ranked in the same order. With Hercules in New York in second place, and yeah. Stay Hungry. In first place, yeah, no contest. So, so no contest. where do you where do you uh, put Pumping Iron in that ranking? Uh, pumping Iron is number one. Agreed for me. I totally agree. Uh, and then Stay Hungry, then Hercules, because Hercules yeah. is just so bad. Yeah. Well, you can't change your previous ranking. You can only. What do you mean? Well, you couldn't say Pumping Iron number one, but now Hercules is number two. You couldn't do that.
0: Why not? If because... I if I
1: revised my feelings about uh, no and...
0: no sorry. Okay, not, so I'm not allowing a, it. Only a new <laughs> film can push the other ones down. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Correct. So we still have the same order: Pumpy yeah. Iron
1: Stay Hungry, Stay Hungry, and, and Hercules. Hercules in New York. Now, yeah. next time. Next well, do, do you have any final thoughts next before we wrap up on the Iron um uh,
0: Not really. Um, it's there's not much to say, and I think, although it's been in, it's been interesting, um, I don't want to stretch it out too much because it's it's just it's a good film. It's surprised me. Uh, the story was good and interesting. I think that was largely—I want to credit that largely—to do with that I had zero expectations of it. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting to enjoy it or for there to be any intrigue at all. I'm a little bit disappointed um, during this recording for us to learn, for for me to learn that it was a lot of it was sort of staged. Well, we don't know um, how much. I, no, that
1: that one example is the only one I have.
0: Oh, uh, excuse me. Fine. That any of it was staged, I think, is still disappointing. Um, But you've got to expect some of that, especially when you've got other pressures trying to make, make, tell a story, make a movie. You know, life doesn't always do what it's told. But all in all, I think, interesting film. If you want to know about bodybuilding, at least bodybuilding in the 70s, what it was like, then there you go. And I think that, although I had fun watching it, I think I would say largely due to low expectation, more than that it's it's great, it's amazing. I yeah, I,
1: I, t- I, t- I totally agree with you. I yeah. think I, I, I wasn't looking forward to seeing this at all. There's totally a reason that I've never bothered to watch it prior to this. So as a result, I was really pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed it and how interesting it was. But again, ranking it number one of the three we've done so far is sort of damning with faint praise at this point. Uh, uh, agreed. I'd be surprised if this ends up in the top three uh, by the time we're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know. So next time, next what are we going to watch, Alex? Next time, we're going to be watching Stay Hungry. No, we've seen that. No,
0: excuse me. We're going to be watching The Thing with the people cactus Jack. Run, running around. Next time we're watching, uh, it is, it's Cactus Jack, and then Scavenger Hunt. I thought it was the other way around, but yes, Cactus Jack. And uh, that's got some more famous people in it. Such as? Dolly Parton and um, the oldest guy... In the world. The the oldest guy of the family that do the acting. And uh, he had a stroke and he received some award at the Oscars a while ago.
1: You're talking about Kirk Douglas... Yeah,
0: Kirk Douglas. Is not, Dolly not Parton Michael Douglas?
1: Is Dolly Parton confirmed, by the way? now no, here we
0: go. We keep saying it's Kirk Douglas and Dolly Parton. I've got to look it up now. It's not Dolly
1: Parton. Anne Margaret. Oh yeah. No, we did check that out, yeah, yeah. And oh Anne Margaret's is, nice.
0: Her Charming Jones is her name. And what year
1: and what year was that released?
0: Nineteen seventy nine. Okay. Arnie is a handsome stranger. That is good credit, Arnie. You've seen cactus jack before i
1: have seen it yes i i I haven't so it's going to be an interesting one yeah it's going to be fun so join us for that let us know what you think about what we're doing so far and uh, yeah that's it see you next time wrong no sequel for you bye then bye if you've been moved by any of the issues raised in this week's show or you'd like to offer us some abusive comments of your own or maybe even a list of your favourite Arnold Schwarzenegger films. You can email us at theornithology at gmail.com. Hmm. Or, if you're Facebook, you can go to Facebook forward slash theornithology. Didn't see that coming. If you're a Twitterer, find us on Twitter at theornithology. Or you can visit our website, www arnithology.com Thanks for listening.